Then he turns around and says, April Fool's. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we should do. I think for this episode, we should really come up with some really ingenious way to play our own April Fool's Day joke on these people. On our listeners? Yeah, why not? They um, deserve it. I guess we'll, we'll we'll try and figure something out. Yeah, I think we'll we'll come up with something. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, did you read the thing about Constantine? Oh, that's another one, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so Constantine, he decided to find a, uh, a court jester. They kind of came in during the springtime, mm-hmm. and his name was Kugel. And he decided to make Kugel king for a day. Right. You know, basically like, you know, and the whole point of the fool, right, or mm-hmm. the, the jester, was to basically kind of give uh, an idea, like a, like a perspective, Right. right. So, uh, you know, a king, he, he does what he does all year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a jester comes in, he makes a little bit of fun, he pokes fun, you know what I mean? Just like you, any kind of friend would do, right? Yeah, they were uh, ribbing each other. More, more uh, comedians getting a roast. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that yes. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you have Kugel, you know, he makes fun, that sort of thing. And he, he decrees that he's going to, you know, give him the, the, the kingship for one day. Right. Right. Well, he gives him the kingship. And Kugel says on his one day of being king, he wants a day of absurdity. Which is awesome. Yeah. Right? I, I so want a that, day of hilarity day. and absurdness. Yeah. You know, which is great. Uh, and the guy who, who proposed this whole theory, Joseph Boskin, uh, he wrote about this in the Associated Press in 1983 in mm-hmm. a paper. And, you know, it, he was really, you know, came up with a lot of... Uh, you know, dates and times and and some decent research that he had done throughout the years. So he was basically saying that just from that small bit of free will that the, the real king gave the, the jester, that it spawned this whole tradition of just having a crazy fun day, you know, based on, you know, this jester's recommendation. Mm-hmm. Now, the only problem was... Cats and dogs living together, people yeah. pooping each other's pantses. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? All kinds of crazy Fun stuff. stuff. Only problem was, Boskin made the whole thing up. Oh, for real? Yeah. So for that's real. not even... He actually... It was an April Fool's joke <laughs> for the Associated Press. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And he propagated it for like two years, trying to get it into the Associated Press. And uh, after 1983, he was like... Ha <laughs> you guys bought it. <laughs> it was so great. That is really great. Well, let's talk some culture then. So one of the things that I like, Joe, about April Fool's Day is, and, and usually I don't like anything that the French do, but... <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> okay, I like Les their poissons. cheeses. They have good wine. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just ribbing you French. Frenchy. You French people out there. <laughs> there goes all of our French listeners. <laughs> The victim of the hoax in France is called the Poisson d'Urville, mm-hmm. which is the April fish. <laughs> the April fish. April fish. <laughs> uh, so it refers to a young fish that is easily caught. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically. Stupid. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, this is like a spawning time for a lot of fish in the in the streams in yeah. France. So a lot of the time, there's there's just so many fish that they kind of start to jump up, and the, you know mm-hmm. you can easily catch them because some of them, you know, it's like the what is it the Asian carp that's in like uh, North America right now? Mm-hmm. They're like they're not indigenous, right? But they that you know you take a boat and you basically you know go right down the river and the and fish jump just into jump the, into your yeah. boat, mm-hmm. right? 
because they're not used to all the the noises. Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah. So basically, the whole idea is that you know it's really very closely associated to fish and the, the fish spawning and stuff like that. So you have the April fish, uh, <laughs> and so pretty much most of the jokes and pranks that are mm -hmm. done on April Fool's Day are associated with fish. Right. So one of the things, just like the old kick me signs where mm -hmm. you put it on someone's back to the teacher or whatever. Yeah. Instead, you put a fish on their back and, yeah, you know, everyone gets A little giggles. cut out of a fish. And yeah. 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 So, and you, you yell at them, you know, only if they notice the fish, that's when you yell at them. Yeah, that's when the whole you yell. the point of it is to watch other people snicker and laugh mm -hmm. as they walk down the street. Go, yeah. What's that guy laughing at? You know? <laughs> and that's when they yell, Poisson Dioville. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Or something like that. Le Poisson. I'm pretty, le, that's what I said. Yeah. The I fish. Have, <laughs> <laughs> Did you know it is not a national holiday in any country? Oh, uh, well, that makes sense. It's not. I guess, yeah, I guess. It's not technically a holiday, even though it's hilarity a holiday. and anarchy not being a national holiday. Well, I don't even think that <laughs> Halloween is technically a holiday in any country. Right? I, no, it's not a national holiday. Yeah, it's not yeah. a national holiday, even though it's technically celebrated. It's observed. Yeah, uh, it's on calendars. Mm -hmm. uh, so, well, so is April Fool's. So is April Fool's Day. Yeah. But uh, it is not an actual national holiday. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was interesting that it's not. Considered a national it's not, holiday. It's non-sanctioned. Right. You don't get off on April Fool's Day, right? Right, exactly. And if you do, it's probably a big joke. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, you know, right now we're recording this. This is for you people in the future. <laughs> we're in 2000 and what, 15 right now? That's right. Uh, we've already had two Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. and we're going to have another one in September. It's like a quantum leap here. Uh, it's, I know. It's crazy, right? It's two Friday the 13th, one April Fool's Day. We should probably have two or three April Fool's Days, too. Yeah. That would be really crazy. Yeah. So in ancient Romans, uh, sorry. In ancient in Rome. In ancient Romans. <laughs> in ancient Romans. That's, uh, I, think I, I think I had a movie called that once. <laughs> Caligula. <laughs> Come on, you got to do it's it. Caligula. Now. No, but you have in to the do name it. Of Rome. <laughs> like, this is so you disturbing. You can't bring anything Roman without saying. Seeing in Malcolm the name of Rome. McDowell do that <laughs> is disturbing. All right. Anyway, in ancient Rome, they had a celebration uh, for the resurrection of the god. Atis, uh, and it was How do you called. Spell that? I'm sorry. Atis. Yeah. A T T I S. Okay. I would just say Maybe it's Atis. 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 Either way, however Atis, you say it. Atis is probably it. Uh, but okay. they had the celebration of Hilaria. Oh, what, what does that sound like? Yeah. yeah Greeks and the Romans. Like my funny bone. That's where they gave us all the words. Yeah. Oh uh, no, that's humorous. Sorry. No, well, this is hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> well, it's, hilaria. I don't know. I'll be the judge of that. It's sir. the lady version. I will be the judge of that. The lady version. Okay. Hilaria. Anyway, in modern times, they have Roman Laughing Day, which falls around the same time as the ancient Hilaria. Yeah, that's where you move to after the vomitorium, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, in Persian culture, they have Sizdavadar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Sizda Bedar. Okay. And it's very, very similar to April Fool's. It's on the same day, and it's another one of the, the spring festivals. Wow, this really is starting of... to sound like when we did uh, like our Halloween mm -hmm. episode around the world, or fall festivals. Fall festivals, right? Yeah. It's just, it, you know, th this is a, a very... Changing of the season. Yeah, spring yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they have something very similar in all different kinds of cultures. I like this. Mm -hmm. India, they have the holly 
Festival, H-O-L-I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where people play pranks and, and there's a lot of laughing and happiness, basically. They, they slap so each other with fish, right? Right. It's a spring festival. Actually, they'll slap each other with fish. Uh, traditionally, it was colored water and then oh, it evolved okay. into colored dye. Oh, is it that festival? someone in the 90s ripped it off and made it into a, a running thing. And that's yeah. where we have those color yeah, runs. in India, right? I've seen it before. That's so the they Holly had the festival. color festival. That's the Holly Festival. The Holly Festival. I didn't it's know this, what it was called. And I'm glad it did. It's a festival because of all the changing colors and the, uh, the plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where that comes from. Okay, that's awesome. That is really cool. Yeah, they just throw colored paints all over each mm-hmm. other, and then you just see them come out, and they're and there's, completely covered in. Yeah, and there's yeah. there's music and dancing and food, and it's just a happy day. Yeah, you know. And then someone from the I think it was like late '90s. Uh, I've seen that before it, too. Yeah, and they ripped off the idea and made it this the color run. Yeah, yeah. So, in Denmark, you'll like this one. Denmark, they have April Fool's Day on April first. And May 1st. They do it twice a year. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> they do it twice a That's year. That's what I'm saying. So they, they do, do it. A, they do... Uh, April 1st and May 1st. So, they, so like, what, April, May, May 1st is what? May Day, right? Uh, yeah. Here, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, I hope we don't get so many episodes under our belts mm-hmm. that we have to do a May Day episode. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what I mean? Scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. <laughs> the bottom of the fish barrel. Right. Le poisson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, this is probably my favorite one. In Scotland, okay, uh, this is a very, very old uh, tradition as well. They have something called Hunty Gawk Day. Okay. Uh, it's not called Hunty Gawk Day. Uh, it's Hunt the Gawk Day now. So they've, they've sort of actually put letters and words in there. So it's not just one big word. So, but you said this is in Scotland? In Scotland. Yeah, that's what they do. If, I if, know. If anyone's <laughs> ever listened to our Haggis episode where right. we had to do... The Robert Burns poem, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an address to a haggis. Right. They should know that they w- just smash their words all together, right. and it's Take all letters just, out. Yeah. Smash so them instead all. of hunt a gawk day, it's a hunt a gawk day. Yeah, it's right? phonetic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's the cool thing: it's a two-day celebration. Okay, a two days. This is a two-parter. So the first day you pull all the pranks, and the second day you apologize. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so sorry I did that, right. but it was really, really funny. So the first day, April 1st, people are usually ridiculed and called gawks, which is a cuckoo bird. Okay. So basically called, you know, crazy or nuts or whatever. And then there's pranks and stuff played upon people throughout the day. Most likely the prank, going back pretty far, um, is part of the second day. The second day is known as Taily Day. T-A-I-L-Y. So tail with a Y. Taily. Okay. And it involves putting signs on people's backs or their butts, which generally say, kick me or hit me. <laughs> and they wonder why they're getting their ass beat all day. And the, Exactly. And the rumor and, and you know, the, the, the theory is that's where that sign comes from. It's from Monty Oh, wow. Day. Okay. So, so it comes from what? Well, so that would be April second, though. However, uh, but it was done on the first and the second. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it's they split them up. So the first day is more just you know laughter and ridicule and and 
you know, calling people names. Yeah. Now, and the second day is actual, like, physical violence. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it, it escalates quickly. Yeah, the escalation, yeah. <laughs> it is Scotland. <laughs> oh, so they're actually pinning the kick me sign to the back of their kilt, probably. Kilt, is that? shirt, whatever, yeah. <laughs> so apparently some people even celebrate by... I mean, I'm I'm looking fine. I found a picture of some kids that are dressed up like clowns or fools, mm-hmm. and they're actually having a uh, annual April Fool's Day parade happening in Skopje, uh, Macedonia. Okay. So I I mean, some people actually must celebrate it with parades and things like that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of neat. It's just like how we celebrate St. Patrick's Day here with parades. Mm-hmm. You know. I think that's what we should do, Joe. We should have an April Fool's Day parade. <laughs> well, do you want me to tell just you about you, one? Just you and me. Do you want me to tell you about one? Yes, I do. So I found this cool site, and, and I think you found it too, hoaxes.org. Yeah, this this site is awesome. It is so pretty it's, cool. So it's all about, you know, just, it's called the Museum of Hoaxes. Right. But it's, you know, hoaxes.org is the mm-hmm. website, but it's the Museum of Hoaxes. And they have just... Any kind of hoax you can think of. It's very much like, um, very much like Snopes. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of being so much of, we're going to try and debunk. It's more like, let's just celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, the it's more of a celebration of... than than a debunking site. Right. So speaking of of parades, uh, apparently in April first, two thousand, a news release informed the media that. The 15th annual New York April Fool's Day Parade would begin at noon on the 59th Street and then proceed down Fifth Avenue. It would include Beat'em, Bust'em, Book'em float created by the New York, Los Angeles, and Seattle Police Departments portraying themes of brutality, corruption, and incompetency. (laughs) There would also be... Jeez, with everything that's going on right now in the news, we need that back. Well, the, yeah, and this was in 2000. There would also be uh, the Atlanta Braves baseball tribute to racism. Um, that was a float <laughs> featuring John Rocker spewing racial epithets at the crowd. CNN and the Fox affiliates promptly sent news crews to cover this parade. They arrived at the 59th Street at noon and patiently waited for the parade to start. It never did. (laughs) (laughs) The prank was the handiwork of longtime hoaxer Joey Skaggs, who had been issuing this press release announcing the non-existent parade every April Fool's Day since 1986. (laughs) (laughs) And as of 2015, he's still doing it. Oh, that's And that was the one year someone caught it. They finally, like... Finally sent people out. Caught on to him. Yeah. Hilarious. Another one I found was... April 1st, 1961, in Milan, many people from the surrounding countryside still rode horses in the cities, Mm -hmm. you know? So... That was a big problem back then, was just, like, horse crap in the cities all the time. uh, Yeah, in the 60s, you know, where... Not to say that America was more modernized, but there were more more cars on the roads here than there were in Milan. Yeah. You know? Uh, the, The local paper announced that the city authorities, in order to make sure the horses can continue to coexist with the new modern traffic, they had passed a law making it mandatory for horses to be outfitted with signal lights and brake lights while being ridden through the streets. So many people 
started bringing their horses in to car mechanics to have them outfitted with the necessary lights. <laughs> and there was nothing. <laughs> the paper totally made it up for April Fool's. This is Diane. And this is Denise. Of the History Goes Bump podcast. And when we aren't regaling people with our tales of haunted historic places, we are satisfying our curious appetites with the Curioso podcast. Joe, this is one of my favorite ones here. Uh, in 1998, this is a this is a more recent one. Mm. Uh, April 1st, 1998. Burger King decided to publish a full-page advertisement in the USA Today announcing their new menu item, the left-handed Whopper. What? <laughs> this is designed for the 32 million left-handed Americans. Okay. So the advertisement basically said it had all the same ingredients and everything, the lettuce, tomato, the hamburger patty, and everything, but all the condiments were rotated 180 degrees for the benefit <laughs> of the left-handed customer. <laughs> <laughs> they had to. They had to actually print a follow-up uh, issue. The next issue, they actually, you know, on on uh, on April second, they had to print a, another, basically a retraction saying that it was a hoax because all kinds of people decided to call in to you know to to Burger King and the you know and the newspaper saying that they wanted their own right-handed version of the product that it wasn't <laughs> fair. And they had to tell everyone that it was a big, huge uh, joke. Is this like the new thing with Twix? Oh, the left-handed, right-handed Twix. <laughs> no, no yeah. left Twix and right Twix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's but it's not like even left or left-handed, right-handed. It's just, just left the one right. in the bag is on the left and the one is on the right. But you <laughs> flip the bag over, it's still <laughs> it's the, the same. same but what I like about this is that I've always, and, and I've been talking to you about this, but we need to find, like, I don't know if, how many left-handed friends we have. I don't think we have a whole lot. I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm slightly ambidextrous. Yeah. I don't think that I really mean, counts. I am, too. We don't have, that's like, called the stranger, time. but that's, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean that... Um, full-time. Yeah, we need to find a full-time left-handed person, get mm. them in here, and we'll talk, we'll do an episode all about left-handed. I, we've talked about it, yeah. Yeah, and I'd love to do that. Yeah. So, Ooh, and we'll, let we'll, me know, we'll let play us... play this trick on them. We'll give them a, a, a left-handed Whopper. burger. Yeah. And we'll give them a right-handed <laughs> burger and see how well he eats it. We'll, we'll check it out. Like, oh, yeah. we fooled you. That's a right-handed burger. <laughs> we'll have to, oh, actually, what they do, uh, they actually make a vegetarian burger, too. So, if they're a vegetarian, vegetarian left-handed burger, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we can trick them some way. Absolutely. If you think that would be a good idea, the left-handed episode, uh, please let us know on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, all of that stuff. I'd definitely like to know if you'd like that episode. And you use your left hand. When Yeah, when you type, mm-hmm. or write us. Yeah. I would think that you would, right, mm-hmm. if you were left-handed. And if you're right-handed and use your left hand, we'll notice the spelling errors. Yeah, because it's my left hand sucks. <laughs> oh, this is an awesome one, Joe. Easter Island statue washes ashore March 29th, uh, 1962. A man walking along the beach uh, near the Dutch town of Zandervoort <laughs> recorded a bizarre discovery. He found, uh, washed up on the sand, a small statue that looked like one of the famous Easter Island's heads. Some of the ocean currents must have carried it away, is what he thought, from the South Pacific to the Netherlands. Well, you know those are like big, giant... 
big blocks giant of stones. Stone. Uh-huh. It's like your your foam hinge. Yeah, apparently an expert decided from Norway confirmed that it was seemed to be an authentic Easter Island artifact. And then huge crowds came to see it. But on April uh, 1st, the man who found the stone, a local artist named Ido Van Teterone, confessed that he had made it and planned it, planted it on the beach. Uh, and he was inspired by the research of Thor Heiderhall. The next year, uh, Teterhone created a national April 1st society, which annually awards small bronze replicas of the Easter Island statue to those... <laughs> Uh, who, who, pull who off in a his good estimation, <laughs> make the best jokes during for the previous year. That's awesome! Yeah, and apparently the society remained in existence until Tetron's death in 1996. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of uh, of when we were, when we did the 13 Club. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, man, we should do that again. 13 Club? Uh, well, we should do a 13 Club and an April. We should be like a conglomeration. See, I actually, oh, no. Then we'll just be like <clears throat> Calendar Man from Batman. No, but if, <laughs> if we actually do a 13 Club mm-hmm. episode, then we're doing a 13 Club episode. 13 people. Do you know we're, how hard we're it doing is to find list. two cross-eyed waiters? <laughs> we'll make them cross-eyed. <laughs> I'm telling you. we got to go all the way. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. April 1st, 1878. After Tom and Thomas Edison invented the phonograph in 1877, a, a lot of Americans believed that he could had pretty much no limits to his genius. The New York Graphic announced on that day that Edison had invented a machine that could transform soil into cereal and water into wine, thereby ending the problem of world hunger. Uh, it had no shortage of believers, and newspapers throughout America copied the article and heaped lavish praise on Edison that he had created this food machine. <laughs> the graphic then took the liberty of reprinting the advertiser's editorial in full, placing it above a simple two-word headline, They Bite. Nice. Seems like, at least with, with this list, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of papers, you know, sort of propagating the... A lot of newspapers? Yeah, yeah well, yeah. you know what? That's how people got... Now Now we have internet hoaxes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, but... But that's have... what it was. Newspapers <clears throat> back in the day, man. They could, you know, you could put anything out. I know, but like 1996, the Virgin Cola Company uh, ran an ad in British papers that announced that in the interest of consumer safety, it had integrated a new technology into their cans. When the cola past its sell-by date, the liquid reacted to the metal in the can, turning the can bright blue. Virgin warned that customers should therefore avoid purchasing any blue cans of soda with this new technology. Coincidentally, Pepsi had just released its newly designed can, which was bright blue. (laughs) And that happened on April 1st, 1996. So Virgin screwed Pepsi out of all these sales. People were like, oh, blue cans, can't touch them. Because <laughs> they thought it was past their sell-by yeah, date. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. But it's another newspaper. You oh, know? man, that's awful. That actually let, let the company print it. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. So, Joe, you know what Rick Rolling is? Uh, I have a friend named Rick. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, talk- I'm talking about Rick Astley. 
No. No? no. Never going to give you up. Never going <laughs> to make you smile. Never going to turn around. No, it was like in the 90s or whatever. Oh, Rick Astley, he's never, he did that song, Never Going to Give You Up. I think it was from the 80s, yeah. yeah. It's from the 80s. But the whole idea is, right, so like that video, uh-huh. you know, you, you make it look like something else, and then you make someone click on it, and then you get Rickrolled. What, what, is, what is that? You rickroll somebody. What, I don't want to what, what happens? You make someone, and then the video comes up, and he's like, never going to. It's just the fact that, like, you have to, like, sit through it and, so, like, like, watch like, it or whatever. Like, oh, I found Jesus on my toast. Look at this video. Look you, at it. Yeah, it's exactly. Awesome. And then you right click in the middle it, of and it, then it's, it's boom. It, then you boom, have to straight see up into that Rick horrible song. Yeah. So that's, like, the whole joke. But in uh, 2008, on April 1st, YouTube made it the front page of every single one of their videos. So they awesome. like so YouTube literally rickrolled the entire internet in 2008. I wonder how he feels about that. Uh, how Rick well, Ashley feels about that. I believe that. that he actually did a parade uh, like a New Year's Day parade. Did someone take that video and put his it, old no, video? No, no, no. He actually it? was there and, and rolled himself. Yeah, he sung it. He actually sung it on the top of a on the top of a spire. <laughs> yes, a lovely, lovely, lovely Rick Astley spire <laughs> nice. with that with the, that with hair the crown that he of has. thorns and a, a <laughs> light. Think Geek, one of my favorite sites. They uh, every year they wind up putting out like some kind of weird hoax on their mm. on their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but April first, two thousand and ten, online retailer Think Geek announced a new exciting product: canned unicorn meat. It's very much like <laughs> spam. But it had uh, had sparkles in it, like nice. wedged into it. Yeah, and it's a chunk a, of horn. Yeah, it says that it's the new white meat, uh, and it was an excellent source of sparkles. Oh, it's tasty. You yeah. just open a can of like, I don't know, cake frosting. <laughs> it really, honestly, like Think Geek is really awesome. Yeah, it makes me think a lot about the Cards Against Humanity joke that they had with the with the bull, bullshit. Oh, where they were or whatever just, they made. And they actually put like dried bullshit yeah. and sold, sold it to people, people, and it all sold. Yeah. Like I, I almost wish that happened on April first, but I understand the point for mm-hmm. them was the fact that it was like you should be enjoying right, Thanksgiving right. with your family and not doing this. Right. I understand that it didn't happen on April first, but I just wanted to bring it up. Now, do you do you do you have a difference in your brain between uh, a hoax and an April Fool's Day prank? Or is it just you can have a hoax all year? Yeah. Any day yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. But if it lands on April first, then it's an April Fool's Day prank. I think so, yeah. That that would be my distinction between okay. the two. Okay. Because on April Fools, you know, that's the whole point is it's April Fool's. You can do it any time of the year that you want. Right. But it's just traditional for you to do it on April first. Right. Like you can eat candy corn every day of the year. Yeah. But it only really means. But it's anything. not Halloween candy corn, exactly. Unless you eat it on like Halloween uh, night, yeah, or November first, or November first after night. you've passed after. out your sugar coma and you wake back up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I'm just curious. So uh, April first, 1980, the BBC decided to uh, to put out that they were going to turn Big Ben digital. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. And a whole bunch of people decided to get up in arms uh, that they were they weren't going to they weren't going to stand for that the 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 nostalgia to go away for mm-hmm. for Big Ben's clock. All right. So the last one on the list I want to talk about is April first, nineteen fifty-seven. The respected BBC news show Panorama announced, thanks to a very mild winter, 
and the virtual elimination of the dreaded spaghetti weevil, Swiss farmers were enjoying a bumper spaghetti crop. It accompanied this announcement with footage of Swiss peasants pulling strands of spaghetti down from trees. Huge numbers of viewers were taken in. Many called the BBC wanting to know how they could grow their own spaghetti tree. It's, it's, it's so... It's, <laughs> Do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you guys can't see this. I'm putting my finger up, telling Chris to stop giggling. <laughs> Sorry. Because it's making me giggle. Uh, to this, the BBC diplomatically replied... Place a sprig of spaghetti in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. <laughs> I actually saw footage of this. Yeah. And it's these women and they've got these baskets and they're mm. climbing up on trees and they're pulling spaghetti strands out of the tree. Uh-huh. And it's it's like very much akin to like toilet papering someone's house. Right. But they've done they've like thrown all this stuff up into the tree and they're just pulling out the spaghetti. It's absolutely ridiculous. That yeah. th- anyone would think that that would actually work. Well, in 1957, you I, know, I how guess. many horticulturists I, were there? <laughs> you know, have I ever told you about? <laughs> I'm sorry, my my old roommate. Mm-hmm. Do you, I, I I know I've told you this story. So my old roommate. Uh, I probably told this story on the podcast, but it feels like right now would be the time mm-hmm. because we're talking, you know, Italian food and the spaghetti tree that uh, he came home from uh, Pizza Hut where he was working and he said, Chris, I got you a pizone, which is basically like a calzone right, that they right. were making at the time. Yeah. And he said, I know you don't eat meat, so I got you a pepperoni one. <laughs> and I said, I said, roommate, I was like, do you not know that pepperoni is made out of meat? And it says it is. It grows on trees. And I was next like, to the spaghetti. <laughs> I said it's yes, it's made out of meat. It's meat with like, you know. And, right, and he's maybe. like, oh, I thought it was made out of peppers. And I'm like, for real? For real? Right? Yeah. No. So I'm like, I'm genuine. like, I made fun of him for years after that. Right. That there was a pepperoni tree that grew, that had leaves, <laughs> like little pepperonis. Little slice of pepperoni <laughs> <laughs> <Every> leaves. <laughs> Oh, man, my old roommate, Captain Pappy. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. Danya, it's next to the spaghetti tree. It, yeah, I know. It grows right next to the spaghetti yeah. tree. You have spaghetti and, and you know what I mean? Yeah. It, well, I, it, it's the, right down the road from the sausage bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You got to trim that thing. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that ranks pretty high up there with the most... Uh, you know, the best hopes. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right, so earlier we talked about the left-handed Whopper. I have another mm. really good fast food one first okay. before, we, before we get to the one that is That I you think really our, want to talk yeah, about. that yeah. is our favorite. Yeah. So this is uh, apparently in 1996, the Taco Bell company took out a full-page ad that appeared in six major newspapers announcing they had bought the Liberty Bell from the U.S. government and they were renaming it the Taco Liberty Bell. Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. That mm-hmm. is absolutely awesome. I would go to Philadelphia and see the Taco Liberty Bell. I would, well, now I would it would just be it. the bell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just <laughs> Liv Moss. Right. All right, Joe. So in Sitka, Alaska, on April 1st, 1974, it was a bright, clear, beautiful April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. And just off Sitka Sound, there is a familiar site called Mount Edgecombe. It's right. a dormant volcano uh, it's been dormant for about 400 years. It looms really tall. But on that day, something very menacing was happening. 
A plume of black smoke was rising from the crater. It looked like the volcano was about to blow. Hmm. However, the problem was is that the volcano wasn't about to blow. It was actually a prank pulled off by... What's his name? Porky? Yeah, Porky. Porky Bicker. Oliver Porky Bicker. Oliver J. Porky Bicker. Yeah. Well, Porky for, it was his... Uh, his nickname. Know, his nickname, yeah. So, but basically he was like a local, you know, prankster, right? Yeah, everyone and he said he was kind of, you know, happy-go-lucky guy. He had a, a group of friends he called the Dirty Dozen, mm -hmm. which were also kind of pranksters and, you know jokesters kind of guys and and do kind of ridiculous stuff around mm -hmm. the town yeah so basically he got a whole bunch of his friends together and they they got a helicopter which was owned by a guy named earl who mm -hmm. actually flew him his up friend there. earl mm -hmm. right he actually had an entire airplane hangar that was completely filled with tires right so he took the tires soaked them in kerosene <laughs> they flew them up to the crater mm -hmm. and lit them on fire a after i think several loads like three or four loads of tires right after flying them up and then after the first load, uh, supposedly Porky got out and wrote April Fools in the snow with his foot really mm -hmm. big across the across the mountain. Yeah. So as people were waking up that day, they saw that basically what they thought was going to be an eruption and everyone started freaking out. So apparently he let the the local FAA know. Mm -hmm. He let the local police know. But one of the people that he forgot to tell was the Coast Guard. Oh, <laughs> so. Oh no. So uh, there was, uh, yeah, there was actually like, uh, you know, some Coast Guard airplanes that were coming by mm -hmm. and helicopters to, to check out the volcano to see if everything was okay. Wow. And when they came across the all of the tires that were burning inside, <laughs> they were a little bit pissed. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> but that is just like my absolute favorite yeah, you know, prank. Like, how much better can you get? And then, than like, faking a volcano. Eruption? And then, like, five or six years later, Mount St. Helens blows up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're right? Like, why did you do it? You jinxed us. <laughs> but you, you really, you can't get much better than no, that. No, that's a like, big. That prank. is a huge. <laughs> that prank, is a big right? risky prank. <laughs> I'm gonna make it look like this volcano is gonna blow up. Well, the best thing is though that you call the local police and let them know you're gonna do it, and they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> How does that happen? Maybe in Alaska. I guess so, right? But, yeah. I mean, there's in the seventies. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You see sure. the mutton chops. It's those all guys? good fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Curioso. So you've had the rest of the day to just prank the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Okay? Put a fish on someone's back. That's not, not a real fish. Not a real fish. Why not? Because someone might be allergic. That's more. Oh, yeah. PC. Remember don't, PC. Don't be shellfish. <laughs> That's right. Le poisson. <laughs> Put a sign on someone's back, you know, that says fish. That says, listen to the Curioso. Or that. <laughs> we could just go to our, our Zazzle store and just buy a shirt. And then put it on backwards. And put it on backwards, yeah. yeah. There you I'm go. just going to, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wear, no, then I'm going to be the be fool. Like crisscross. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crisscross on April make Fools and jump, wear all my clothes jump. normal. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curioso podcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. 
And if you're a real curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, that's going to be funny. High five! April Fool's Day, a poem by Will E. Cowles, written in the year 1900. Talk about ye Christmases, Fourth of July and circuses. They ain't in it for the real fun, that's to be had on April 1. Even Halloween is very tame. To April 1st, that's fear game. I think that April 1st must be Independence Day for kids like me when we can play all sorts of jokes and not be punished by our folks. Though Pa, he says in a threatening way, Bill, no nonsense from you today. When Jim's pants legs are found sewn up, when Ma of coffee takes a sup and finds the sugar tastes like salt, I say, quite innocent, taint my fault. They frown and say, half scold, half laugh. This here is some of Willie's chaff. The teacher has her troubles too. You know what mischievous boys can do. But when I hollered April Fool, she kept me in long after school. I didn't care much for I knew she wasn't game like me and you. Say you look as though you might know how a boy'd feel at night. As though a big workday's done and how he fooled him, cept one. For Pa, he said to me one side, Don't you fool me or I'll tan your hide. Will E. Cowles. Curioso. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso podcast. Well, hey, Joe. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Joe, guess what today is? Um... The first of something. Uh, the first day of the rest of your life. Sp- uh, spring? Yeah, the first. No, it's not the first day of spring. Uh, that actually was uh, the same day as our live show. Was that's the first, right. The spring yeah. equinox. And if you guys didn't make it out, shame on you. Shame for shame. For shame. I mean, really, though, a lot of these people live kind of far away. So that's true. You can't, can't blame <laughs> yeah, them. Right. So that, listen to us. But uh, all of you that listen in D.C. and Baltimore, for shame. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no, no, today is April Fool's Day. What? Yeah, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. We're actually releasing this one day early. Meow. <laughs> we normally uh, release, of course, our episodes every Thursday. Right. And we're releasing it on Wednesday specifically so we can put this out on April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. So uh, let the pranking begin, Joe. The pranking. Wait, was that a Shyamalama Ding Dong movie? The, the pranking? The prankening. I, it should be. It's, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think they pr- the trees were pranking humans yeah, it had, and making them jump off roofs and things. Yeah, it had Marky Mark in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> right, all of them. Do you do anything on April Fool's? Uh, occasionally I've done a few, a few pranks. Not a whole lot. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I think, the, the rocks and the snowballs, that kind of prank? Uh, yeah. It's not really like a those. prank. No. It's not a prank. No, no that's just cruel. That's, yeah, that's just <laughs> That is mean. called human cruelty. <laughs> right. No, I think I've done a few things like, um, 
when I was a kid, like maybe when I was a teenager. Okay. You know what I mean? I did some silly things like Pantsing tie those. Well, no, no, no. I don't pants. Okay. I don't pants. Don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not good with pantsing. <laughs> I have a panting story that no one's ever going to hear because it just didn't turn out very well. Oh, that might be in the bloopers reel then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But um, anyway, so no, 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 no. Like, you know, those little bangers, snappers or whatever. You tie one to a door handle and you tie the other one to the door frame. Somebody opens it. It goes pop. Okay. You know, and it scares yeah. the crap out of you. Yeah. I've done that before. Okay. On April Fool's Day. Okay. That's or, a, you know, that's a, every day. The equivalent of a flaming duty bag. No, no, no. I've never, no, I've never been, I've never been on the receiving end of a flamey, flaming duty bag either. <laughs> duty so, bag. you know what I mean? Yeah, but you're still going out of someone's property and defiling their house with... You bang know, snappers? Some bangers and No, mash. I mean, I'm talking about, like, my family. Sweet. I, I got an idea now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tie those bangers on your door handle in a flaming duty bag. It'll be bangers and mash. Oh, that's great. Oh, that is. <laughs> that's an even better name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like some like like Cockney that's uh, right. slang you just pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, let's get into it. Let's get into the history of April Fool's Day. Well, it seems that the origin for April Fool's uh, is an uncertain one. Yeah, and I found that kind of amazing, and we'll, we'll, we're going to be getting into that here, like, right now. So Yeah, uh, but it's, it's also known as All Fool's Day, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it seems to kind of coincide with the, the change of the season, you know, for, for spring. Yeah, people are, you know, have a lighter attitude, they're happy, you know, you've been kind of cooped up, you know, Mm -hmm. you have some cabin fever, you're ready to get out of the house, you're ready to go do some stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and what are you going to do? Let's go have some fun. Right, and if you look at, uh, you know, the animal kingdom, the same thing's happening. You've got animals coming out of hibernation. You got animals that are you know, putting flaming duty bags <laughs> that's on, right. on other animals, right. the front of their den. Squirrels, pantsing bears, you know, it, it's pandemonium. <laughs> what are the pandas doing? <laughs> Moniums. <laughs> moan, 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 moan. No, but, you know, there's a lot of frolicking and, and playfulness in the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of. I think helps with that sort of jovial, happy feeling, you know, besides the change in the weather and the, the leaves are getting green again and, and the days are nice and bright and, and longer. Uh, but historically, there's no real written pinpoint accurate day or account that says, boom, this is when it started. We've got a couple of different theories the first mentions in literature date back to 1392, referenced in Chaucer's Nun's Priest's Tale. And it doesn't say April Fool's. It has something to do with, with fools of the day and, and stuff like that around that time in mm-hmm. April. Again, uh, it's also thought to be mentioned in Eloy the Amerval poem, The Book of Devilry in 1508 but those are just mentions they don't they don't really substantiate any claim that this is when it started that's where it started or anything like that and there's a ton of other theories on its origin romans hindus and other ancient cultures celebrated new year's day around april 1st which closely so that was the that was the new year that was when it started but from what i understand it was like 
like in ancient times, they knew how to party, right? It was like a five day it celebration. It was a celebration, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. like from uh, uh, like March 25th mm-hmm. all the way till April 1st. The vernal equinox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And again, that goes back to very, very old, uh, you know, pagan beliefs and, and other cultures all around the world all had their own changing of the season celebrations. Before we do that, I just want to say that uh, I, because we are recording a, you know, April Fool's, I decided to pick up a uh, beer from right here in Baltimore called Sneaky Wheat. Mm. I figured, you know what I mean? It's sneaky, right? right? You know, just like little, you have to be on April Fool's yeah, Day. We're going to be a little sneaky in this episode. It's right. So I figured, <laughs> you know, why not have a beer? So mm-hmm. let's give it a try real quick. Cheers. Mm. Oh, very tasty. It's pretty good. Very tasty. So, so springtime. What I was saying is in spring, you have, you know, that's like the beginning of a lifetime, right? So, yeah, you know, like you think about like spring and then summer is, you know, your... 20s and 30s and then when you start getting into fall and your your 40s 50s you know what i mean and then 60s is like your winter how come i'm in the season of hell (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean that's kind of the the way like you know a life goes on in juxtaposed to a year right right right. that's the kind of the idea so Mm -hmm. it makes more sense for you know April, springtime, for it to be the new year. New birth, new mm-hmm. year, yeah. So, but of course that all changed a little later. <laughs> so a lot of the theories that I, I've found have to do with calendars. 1582, Pope Gregory X111. <laughs> is, he, is he a cyborg? That's, that's, <laughs> he asked for a new calendar to be made. The Gregorian calendar, named after himself, of course. Named after the Gregorian chanting monks, right? No, just Gregory X111. Okay. To replace the old Julian calendar, named after Julius Caesar, which leads us to our first possible origin, where France had adopted the new calendar, the Gregorian calendar, the same year moving the new year to January 1st, based on the new calendar. However, the popular explanation is people refused to change or didn't find out about the change for the new calendar. Most people in in France. So basically the idea is that you have, you know, people in cities, right? Mm -hmm. And so... You know, it travels fast, right? Hear ye, hear ye. We're we're moving it to January first, right? So everyone knew, but you know, the most people, everyone knew. Yeah, and generally, and you, you had know. the trickle down effect. Exactly. Yeah. So you have other people that are out in the rural areas, you know, mm-hmm. farmers and things like that. You know, they're getting all their crops ready. Well, they got all their crops ready. They have you know stuff ready for springtime. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Ready to sow their seeds again, right? Uh, you know, for the spring and the summer for it to grow, they're getting all that ready and they're, they're celebrating, you know, New Year's and they're, you know, the people in the city see those people and they go, you're celebrating New Year's that we've moved that to January. (laughs) Right. Right. Didn't you get the memo? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're, you're a bunch of fools. Yeah. The the horse drawn buggy didn't bring the memos out. Yeah. Basically basically. they're like, you know, you guys are a bunch of, uh, 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 you know, bumpkins. Right. And some people think that the old ways, the old calendar still stuck with a lot of the folks there. So with the ridicule, 
it supposedly started to take on a, um, you know, sort of a tradition to do that every year mm-hmm. because it was such a big laughing stock that half of the country didn't get the memo. However, there's, there's a, a bunch of issues with that theory on, on the origin. Uh, the Gregorian calendar wasn't adopted by England till 1752, but April Fool's Day was well established there by that point. So people were actually celebrating April Fool's Day way before, you know, England and other parts of Europe actually adopted the calendar. Again, like I was saying, with the written, there's no pinpoint accurate thing saying it started here, went to here, and you can follow the progression of its evolution. Well, what do they call it when, uh, you know, like how the light bulb was, you know, we think that it was invented, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, but it was really invented by like four or five people almost at the same time, like simultaneously. Right. What is it, like spontaneous something? Well, it's like when we were talking it's about not spontaneous generation because no, that's no, no, when no. flies, blow flies come from, you know, <laughs> don't come from maggots, just they just spring from meat right, out of right, nowhere. Right. But no, no, no. When, when several people think about it at the exact same time, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that it's independent. Yeah. It's yeah. going to happen. Because if you have everything's in place and you have the right minds working on something or dealing with something, more than likely the odds are more than one person's going to think of it. Joe, one of the things that I, I was kind of reading about was the uh, the Julian calendar, mm-hmm. which was put out by Julius Caesar originally. Uh, the problem was is that that the reason why we dropped that calendar, it was out of step with the tropical year. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, it, it was in step. Mm-hmm. But then after, oh, I don't remember how long it was, it, several years, it it was only plus or minus, um, I think it was like 11 minutes mm-hmm. or something like that, yeah. a day. But that all added up by the end yeah, of the year. It, that's, that's the problem because it didn't define a leap year right. like the Gregorian calendar right, did. Right, exactly. So, and even the, if you got your, your Julian calendar with Julius in all 12 months in different poses, mm-hmm. um, by the end of the year, your your last month or your beginning month was all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other day um, at our day job that we work, uh, I met up with one of our uh, representatives that go out into the field, mm-hmm. and I found out he's actually a ye- leap year baby. Yeah, you were telling and me about that. I, I still know. don't understand what that is. So he was born. So he's not like a Scott Bakula... No, okay, so he was born on uh, on February 29th, so okay. he only gets a year older every four years when leap year comes around. How does around. that work? That's not real. It's not real. It's but not it's, real. it's because you just celebrate it, you know what I mean, you know, on March 1st or whatever. But basically, you know, he, and we're never going to talk about this again probably on right, an episode, right. so I figured we should mention it since we're talking about leap years and everything. Right. So basically every four years he gains a year, you know, is actually how old he gets. Right. Oh, wow. Technically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because only, you know, February 29th only comes around every four years. Right. 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 So it's just really funny. So it's like, so how old are you? Like six? And he was like, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm only five. I'll be six next year. <laughs> nice. So like, next year is a 2016, I think, is a leap year. Right. Right. And he'll be six then. Nice. I just thought that's really funny. I was like, my kid's technically older than you. Mm-hmm. And he but you know, he's like, <laughs>